You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Janine Bitts and your co-host. And I'm Brad Gray. And we are just so delighted that you're here with us. Uh, That first half hour, what a a difficult subject, but please, please, parents, grandparents, listeners. There's no escaping it. I mean, it's such a a pervasive reality. I mean, we got the Equality Act that we're dealing with. And I mean, there's just, it's it's penetrating every aspect of society right now, this question of gender ideology. So the more we know it, uh, we can be just better educated to deal with school boards that might be bringing in you know school curriculum or whatever whatever but but right now um we just want to thank you so much for staying with us on real presence live and before we move on to our next segment did you know you can find real presence live podcasts on our website realpresenceradio.com or on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And, you know, really check those out. Yeah, in fact, I would say check out the April 30th interview that we had with Dr. Cotella as well. Um, Because she kind of laid a foundation for that we built upon a little bit (laughs) this time. Uh, But she's got so much to say. Yeah, and and bestforchildren.com. It's just, uh, or is it .org? Dot com. I dot com. I mean. Yeah. And it's just so important because we're in this battle together and it is a battle that um, they're trying to to just take away the family. Mm-hmm. And we really need to work hard and it's something worth fighting for. And we need to go forth as disciples. So we have uh, Deacon Mark, Deacon Dr. Mark Creechy uh, on with us right now uh, from the Diocese of Crookston. Good morning to you, Deacon Creechy. Well, good morning. It's great to be on with the two of you again. I, I feel like it's a reunion when we come back. <laughs> it's always, it's always yeah. a good time. We do have a good thing going here. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So you, speaking of a good thing going, you have uh, a, a, a ministry called Go Forth as Disciples. What, what is that all about? What's it focused on? And you know, what, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, going forth as disciples is a parish-based ministry to help form parishioners to really embrace this idea of becoming a missionary disciple of Jesus Christ. And we know what it means to be a disciple, but then what does it mean to go on mission? And given that we're in the in the middle of uh, Ascension and Pentecost, I mean, this is calling to mission time. So this is something that Jesus calls us all to do. Well, what does it mean for Catholics to identify with that, to embrace that, and then how can parishes send people out on mission. So that's what we're helping parishes around the diocese uh, work on. I like the connection that you made there with, we just had the, the celebration of the Ascension, right? Jesus calling uh, Matthew 28 to go forth to all nations, make, make disciples of all nations. So that absolutely, I think sometimes we can fool ourselves into thinking that that's just for certain people, like focus missionaries or, <laughs> or priests, you know, foreign mission priests or something like that. But it's absolutely essential to the gospel. It's essential to our character as Christians, as followers of Christ, right? Yeah, you know, when I was growing up, I remember, you know, Father Jack would come and speak at our um, Sacred Heart in East Grand Forks, and that was the missionary, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, what does it mean to be Catholic? We went to church, we went to Catholic school, we're given the sacraments, we did the same for our children. But the idea that every one of us is sent on mission, not like Father Jack, mm-hmm. but mission in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our communities at work, we're all on mission every day. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that we all need to remember when Brad alluded to, well, that's their job or whatever, and I don't have the qualities to do that. But what we need to understand is, is that 
we're unique and we're all made as beloved children of God. And he has given us certain skills, certain gifts that we're to use in our life journey. And, and we need to be able to discern that. And sometimes we, we aren't asking God what it is he wants us to do. You know, we're kind of looking at what does the world want us to do. Mm. And so programs like this is just wonderful because it can help unpack those incredible gifts that God has blessed those people, well, mm. all of us with. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, we have a society that focuses on what a theologian calls the ego drama, mm. the, the life I want to create for myself, yeah. or we're called to the theodrama, to live the life that God calls us to live. And and that takes discernment, it, it, and of course, it's based on prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that, because that's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. It's not like, what do I want to be when I grow up? What does yeah. God want me to be? Yeah. And how do you find out that? It's through your prayer life. I think that's uh, that's such yeah. a timely point as well, because we're, we're coming to graduations, like high school graduations, right? And that's when graduates are always asked, what do you want to do? Where do what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What do you want to be when you grow up? And it, it is, in some ways, asking the wrong question, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, because it, it isn't a matter of indifference. It isn't a matter of neutrality. Like, God just kind of made a bunch of neutral people that just go do what— He has a special vision and a plan for each of us, right? Mm. Yeah, and it's based on God loves us. And if we embrace that that love that God has for us, well, God has a plan for us, mm-hmm. too, then. So let's follow the plan of this loving God. Um, you know, it, it's it's so easy to think that I can figure out the world, I can figure out things, I can, um, oh, I'll go into this job, I'll go to this, um, uh, I'll, I'll marry this person, and, and think it's all about I, 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 I. But it's, it's no, what does God want? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it has to do with, you know, an understanding of, of vocation, this mm-hmm. purpose that God has for us in life. Our life is not to be about ourselves. Our life to be is to be a gift to others. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's so important, um, you know, programs like this. I mean, wow, to be a disciple, people understand that. But a missionary disciple, you really need to understand the gifts that you have, you know, in order to use them. And so that's really, tell us more about your program. Yeah, the, the origins in this um, came from uh, the Convocation of Catholic Leaders, that the USCCB hosted in Orlando in 2017. There was a delegation from Fargo there. There's a delegation mm-hmm. from the Crookston Diocese there. And, 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 of course, from every diocese in the United States. And mm-hmm. what we were told was, okay, take the joy of the gospel. You know, take this call to missionary discipleship and the joy of the gospel. Pope Francis says, in virtue of our baptism, we are all missionary disciples. And so now take that back to your diocese. And, and then literally in the airport in Orlando, um, the two dioceses started to talk, and it led to the 2018 convocation of parish leaders. And all parishes sent delegates into Fargo here, and, and the two dioceses kind of had a mini convocation experience. Yep. But then we, we started to think, well, that's great for the people who came, but what about the people in the, in the um, parishes? So I started to have conversations. Other people started to have conversations about where where's the next step that God is asking us to go in this ministry. And uh, it was interesting as I talked to priests um, and and lay leaders and and um, um, people who were employed by the different parishes. They they were all on board. But you know, there's that. Okay, boy, one more thing to do. Okay, one more thing to do. And so the 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 joke was I heard from a couple of them. Well, 
gee, Dr. Or Deacon Mark, if, if you could just come and run this for me, that'd be great. <laughs> so that's what we're doing, actually. Mm-hmm. Myself and my colleague in the Office of Formation and Discipleship, Deacon Aaron Kaiser, are each taking a certain number of uh, an initial cohort of parishes in our um, diocese and entering with them in this five-year f- discernment process, formation process. With the, with the goal that, you know, over these five years, every parishioner is going to be launched on mission. Mm. And, um, and, and so Deacon Aaron and myself, we div- divvied up the initial group, and then there'll be another cohort after that, etc. But, um, but the idea is to make this really in the parish for every parishioner. Sure. What will that look like? I mean, as you're partnering with the parishes, how does that, you know, where do you begin and how do you progress in that? Well, we begin with prayer, hmm. and so um, we, we um, are, are bringing in what, what we're calling a menu to the hmm. parishes, because every parish is going to have a unique way of going about things. We were um, just meeting; I was, we were meeting with a, a, a parish leadership team yesterday, hmm. and you know their idea of what they think would work is a little different than the next one. So we bring the menu; they select the courses, and we imp- and we're the chef, you hmm. might say. Hmm. Uh, so they'll be mastering prayer. There'll be mass um, or, or, or prayer during mass. I mean, um, prayer during um, gatherings. Uh, a daily prayer booklet that everyone will be asked to um, follow. There's a diocesan prayer on missionary discipleship that uh, will be prayed. You know, during mass as well. Um, when people gather, we'll focus the prayer there. Um, and then, and then, of course, what we call prayer shops, hmm. where we pull people into times of prayer. And then also reflection on God's call to be missionary disciples. Wow. Um, parish missions that are part of it. Uh, there, there's a whole menu I could go wow, into. Wow, that's really cool. Well, I think, I think that's just fantastic because we as Catholics, we can get very comfortable in our, I don't want to say cliques, but groups where every, we all believe the same thing and feel the same way. But then when it comes to the truth and goodness and living the gospel, we have to go out into the world, and we need to be that uh, light in the world, Christ's light uh, in the world. And so having tools like this, where you can help form, you know, missionary disciples and parishes, where it's just not, you know, about bingo or the festival or whatever, or your prayer groups, it's about now, how do I take that into my job? How do I take that into my community? Uh, maybe a school board meeting when we talk about transgender mm-hmm. issues and yeah. education. You know, we need to we need to be emboldened to you know speak truth with love, and it'll be programs like this that help parishioners do that. Well, and, and when we come back from break, what all uh, what I can go into then is how this prayer leads to discernment and mm-hmm. preparation, and then moves towards accompaniment ministry. Uh-huh. And so we'll get into that this idea of yeah, how do you take this now and and as we say at the end of Mass, yes. go forth yep. and and open up the doors of the church and bring the Lord to the world. I just got to right. say, Janine, he's good. He's good because he knows that we got to go to break. And he <laughs> prepped us for it himself as the guest. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's All right. that we, is good. <laughs> we are going to step away for just a, a couple minutes here, but we'll be back on the other side of this uh, with more Real Presence Live and Deacon Mark Ricci. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Come to Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich on Saturday, May 22nd, and experience the treasures of the church. Over 150 sacred relics of the saints will be available for prayer and veneration. Father Carlos Martins for the Companions of the Cross will give a teaching on the church's use of relics that is a scriptural, devotional, and leads to a renewal of the Catholic faith for many people. Saturday, May 22nd at 3.30 p.m. at Holy Cross in Ipswich. Visit holycrossipswich.org for more information. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. We're actually super back right now. We're so back, it's amazing. <laughs> we're perhaps the backest we've ever been. And well, <laughs> we're, we're moving forward with uh, Let's move forward with, instead uh, of back Our now. conversation with uh, Dr. Uh, Deacon Mark Creechie. He's both. I didn't just get it wrong. I just... Opted for the doctor first, I guess. Uh, so, Deacon Creechie, you were you were talking about the program and and how this moves forward. Then the the um, um, going forth as missionary disciples or going forth as disciples. Tell us more about this. Yeah. So, as the parish gets in, in engaged in going forth as disciples, it's a, a sixteen month prayer and discernment process, which leads to the idea of uh, accompaniment ministry. And what what we're um, what we'll have in these parishes is that there'll be what we call community accompaniment, where the parish will discern what is a need in our community that this entire parish will address. Mm. Now, that's not to stop the great work that's already going on, no doubt, by committees or organizations. But isn't it so easy then to say, oh, okay, feeding the poor, yeah, that's that committee. Mm. I don't mm. have to do that. Mm. Well, the, the idea would be inviting everyone will be getting involved. And so that, so that people see that, oh, if I'm a member of this church, I come to Mass, oh, I also do this work, you know, this, this service, this ministry in the community. But then we also will have a process of discernment for identifying what we're calling two-by-two accompaniment ministry. What do I, as an individual, or maybe, maybe me and one other people, or a small group of people, what will we be doing 
in, in our personal ministry. Just, you know, a couple of examples of ideas that are kicked around. You know, in, in one um, community, um, they're, they're pretty active in the food shelf, mm. but it's the same old people. You know, God bless them. Mm-hmm. But why, does, why doesn't everyone do it? So that'll be the push. Let's get everybody to do one thing at, at, the, at the food shelf. But then, you know, at the same time, um, two people were talking and, and they said, um, you know, we have this older woman that lives on our street who doesn't seem to have any family. I, we don't know if she goes to a church or not. No one visits her. Why don't we befriend her and help her? Because the elderly need our help, and she doesn't seem to have anyone. They, they kind of knew she doesn't have anyone. So two families are kind of going in two-by-two ministry, accompanying this woman during her elderly years. Hmm. So it, it can be, you know, from broad to very focused. You know, one other story, because this is, of course, this is already going on. Hmm. Um, but two guys um, noticed this guy at the place where they worked. And he just seemed kind of alone and a bit awkward, you might say. And, and he needed a friend, they said. And so the two of them said, we're going to be his friend. We're going to reach out to him. Even though he kind of seemed to want to be off on his own, they just befriended him. And, and they brought joy to his life and love to his life by just you know showing him respect and dignity and asking him to do stuff. Well, and then he wanted to know, where did they get their joy? Hmm. And, and, and to make a long story short, of course, over about a three, four-year period, he discerned became a Catholic. Mm. You know, another example of how this ministry, missionary impulse, a story of a guy who is um, getting his teeth cleaned. And, um, you know, how hard it is to talk to the person who's cleaning your teeth, but they try <laughs> mm-hmm. to carry yeah. on a conversation. He said he was involved in a, um, a Bible study. And she said, I'd always wanted to look at the Bible more. Um, oh, do you go to church? No, I don't really go to a church. Well, he got her involved in a Bible study um, at a, a church, and she went through RCAA, and she became a Catholic. Wow. All because he just mentioned, oh, yeah, you know, she asked him, what do you do? Well, I really like my Bible study I'm going to be going to tonight. Mm. So it's amazing how the Holy Spirit gives us rich opportunities to spread the gospel of the Lord without having to, you know, stand up on the street corner or mm-hmm. give a homily at Mass or appear on Real Presence Live right. even, you know. Everyone is called to missionary discipleship. Yeah, in, in the world, I mean, the Catholic Church is just such a treasure. I mean, I, I, I can't even find the words to say how incredible it is. Mm-hmm. But when we look at our Catholic social teaching and the seven Catholic social teachings, I mean, that's the one of the best gifts we have uh, following, you know, the Eucharist, you know, <laughs> obviously Jesus, the source and summit, the mm-hmm. body, soul, blood and divinity of Christ. But um, the Catholic social teachings are all based on the gospel and the gospels and it's just like most people don't know about them you know the dignity of work world solidarity you know feeding the poor and clothing the naked all these wonderful things that are in catholic social teaching you know just think how we would transform the world in a week (laughs) if every catholic would carry out one act of corporal or spiritual work of mercy per day 
Mm. You know, it would transform the world. And, and that's something I, I go into um, when, I, when I present to parish groups about this ministry, because the par- pastors and the parishes had to discern, do we want to enter this ministry or not? And, and you know, and I, I would start some of my presentations with, um, so are you ready to transform? And then I'd say, you know, the name of the town. Mm. You know, and, and is this parish ready to transform this town? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we're all called um, to be priest, prophet, and king. And, and, of course, part of that kingly ministry that we're called to do, just like the king orders the kingdom and just as Jesus orders the world to his message, well, we're called to go out and order the world towards the message of Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, Catholics have great ideas mm-hmm. about how to do that, although for many it's something that's completely new. Mm-hmm. They haven't really thought about this, that every action I do in the world is meant to order the world towards the gospel message. You know, well, I'm sorry. And, no, and it's it's all our roles to help lead each other to heaven, and and I hope that someone's there to help lead me to heaven mm-hmm. when I fall and, and, and um, err, you know. Um, but the cool thing is, is, like you say, it's all of our jobs. Uh, in in finding out those unique gifts that God has blessed us with, um, I myself I love to garden. I'm a little crazy about it. I've seen your garden. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call it crazy. I would call it magnificent. <laughs> it's it's nuts, so lady. <laughs> but I, I I love it, and and it's just something. Last week I had. I, six friends come over and get tomatoes and play in the garden, and and it's just such a great way to to be together. Um, and people that are Catholic and not Catholic, you know, is just a way for um, the, those those holy friendships, even even if they're not of the same denomination, mm-hmm. so to speak, and the conversations you can have. Uh, there's a really cool book that Kathy Bjorklund at St. Joe's, it's in the St. Joe's School Library. It's called Seed Folks. And it's just a, a short read, but I recommend everyone read it, um, Seed Folks. And it just talks about how a community came together around the garden and different livelihoods that were there and how they nurtured one another. Hmm. And gave back to one another in in their difficult situations, and so this is what missionary disciples can do. Yeah, I was uh, I was curious, Deacon Critchie. You know, so we can find the what would you say a, a roadblock, a struggle for a lot of us, where it's like I, I realize that this is a good thing, but I'm scared. Like, what do you do with that? With the, this evangelization can seem scary to people. Yeah, and, and when I talk to folks about that, and you know, and they say that, what are you asking me to go door to door? And mm-hmm. they have that fear. Yeah, well, you're 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 making it something beyond what it is, mm-hmm. and also it's a matter of trust that the Holy Spirit is with us. Remember, isn't that what we we will celebrate on Pentecost? Right. That the Holy Spirit comes to the church and remains with us. Well, but for a lot of folks, they make evangelization out into this. Big thing that you know. Uh, I have to be Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Mm-hmm. I have to um, 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 preach the gospel on the corner. No, there are all these things you can do, and and, and what we have this this thing we call our, our discipleship menu. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know, we play around with the words a little bit to sure. make it seem less intimidating to folks. And yeah. and so we have this discipleship menu where it just lists all these things. 
that people could do. Like talk to your hygienist about the Bible study that you're in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, uh, 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 there is a, this came, comes from another diocese, but a, a man who, you know, was on this discipleship com- or evangelization committee, but he was so introverted. Mm. And talking to other people is so intimidating. And so what, what we're supposed to do, pray for the dead. Mm. So he'd go to the local cemetery and uh, every, once a day or once a week go to the cemetery and pray at graves. Hmm. And over wow. a, a few weeks, a month or so, everyone was wondering, who's that guy in the cemetery? What's he doing there? Hmm. The town was buzzing about him. He didn't have to say a word to anyone. Hmm. But then, you know, another Catholic, oh, that's, you know, Joe from our parish, and he's praying for the dead. But he's in the Protestant cemetery doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, he's praying for all the dead, because that's what we're called to do. Hmm. That's right. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, any, we've got just about a minute left. Any, any final thoughts there, Deacon Creechie? Well, what about I, I um, close in prayer? Yes, that'd be great. That's fantastic. So, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Jesus, you send your disciples on mission to make God's love and mercy known. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us so that we go forth as your missionary disciples, reflecting God's love in the world and speaking the name of Jesus to other, others who live and reign with God the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 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 The Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thank you so much for being with us this morning, Deacon. Great Richie. to be on with you guys again. Thanks. Yeah, well, and congratulations on a, a great program that you're getting installed, and, and uh, it'll do great things for the Diocese of Crookston and hopefully our listening area. We have 10 dioceses listening. Yep. You know, contact uh, Deacon Dr. Mark Creechy. Yep, Absolutely. All right, we are going to step away, but up next, uh, from prodigal lifestyle to Christ, Matt Simmons will join us next to tell his story. Stay with us on Real Presence Live.